Hello, Hyrock. Welcome to our daily devotional. We're continuing with our walk through the Gospel of Luke. And as we hinted at yesterday, Jesus is looking to establish a kind of love that is going to be uh, radical and different in many ways and challenging. So we're going to look at that today in, in Luke chapter 6, verses 27 through 38, where we read this. But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone demands your coat, offer your shirt also. Give to anyone who asks, and when things are taken away from you, don't try to get them back. Do to others as you would like them to do to you. If you love only those who love you, why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good only to those who do good to you, why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money only to those who can repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners for a full return. Love your enemies. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will truly be acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate, just as your father is compassionate. Do not judge others, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others, or it will all come back against you. Forgive others, and you will be forgiven. Give, and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together, to make room for more, running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you get back. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Obviously, Jesus is calling us to do something that is more than natural here. He gives several examples of love uh, that are really just, you know, kind of doing what's expected. Like, you know, if, if, like sinners would do this, like to give expecting a full return, uh, to give only to those who can give back. Uh, that's just enlightened self-interest, right? That's just doing what's good for you anyway. That's how to be a, a good citizen. And and this reminds me of kind of the ancient question. And by ancient, I mean truly ancient. When in, in the book of Job, when the devil goes before God and challenges God, basically the devil says, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but the devil says to God, like your whole plan, God, this this whole plan to create a people who love that's just ridiculous. That's ultimately a failed plan. And, and I'm the only one who just is willing to confront you on this and tell you the truth. The only reason anybody loves is because they will get something out of it. That's not what you're calling love. It's enlightened self-interest. And I'm the only one who has the kind of honesty to tell you about this. And if God's response is, have you considered Job? Sometimes we think that Job was on trial in the book of Job. Job wasn't on trial. Job was exhibit A. Job was God saying, to make God's case, God was saying, look at Job. Job is evidence that it is possible to learn to love. It sounds crazy. It sounds uh, it sounds strange, but, but there, it is possible to create people who will learn to love. And Job is an example. And I think about that, that basically here is Jesus presenting, this is the kind of godly kind of love that that God had intended for us from the beginning, not just this kind of enlightened self-interest where we give in order to get back. This is giving without the thought of getting back, giving the kind of love, the 
you know, we often talk about the agape kind of love that God gives this kind of self-sacrificial, this re without regard for the, the nature of the other person to just give freely that kind of love that human beings might be able to display this kind of love as well. And so Jesus is inviting us, you know, if Job was exhibit A, you know, and Jesus is the smoking gun, I don't know, I guess we're like, we're being asked, is there enough evidence in, in our lives for, for God to make a case with us and through us, a case for uh, God's creation of love? Uh, with all that in mind, I, I think of an essay by Thomas Merton, a, a Cistercian monk, a Catholic monk, who wrote this wonderful essay called Sincerity. And he was, in this essay, he was um, basically saying that before the command to love, he's talking about the radical command to love, but he says that there is a prior command to the command to love. And that is the command to believe that you are loved, that you will not be able to love in the way that God calls you to love unless you truly believe that you are receiving that kind of love from God. And I think that's even present in here in verse uh, 36, it says, you must be compassionate as your heavenly father is compassionate. In other words, Jesus isn't saying to give out of something that you've never had, but rather to reflect on the way that God has loved you and out of that to be able to love others. And of course, with the continuing example of Jesus that the disciples would experience to experience the radical love of God on the cross, to be able to say in the way that God has loved you, the way that Jesus has loved you, so you should love other words. And so in, in, in a way, I think Jesus is kind of pointing to the same thing that Thomas Merton was drawing out of passages like this, saying that you are called to love radically, but the only way to do that is to, is to really understand and appreciate and to believe in the radical love of God towards you. And out of that, finally, you might be have uh, something to give. Uh, Dave, I'm wondering what you see in today's passage and, and these incredible, uh, this uh, in, uh, incredible uh, calling to love in a way that is literally out of this world. You know, I think we could spend an entire week uh, going through just this passage because there's so much important stuff packed in here. Um, you know, the, the whole thing, love your enemies, you know, we've all heard that so much that I think it's lost its uh, kind of sting, you know, it kind of like, oh, yeah, 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 that's Jesus again. Uh, and yet, I actually think there's something really powerful here. And um, and I, I, I personally have found it very difficult to love my enemies, uh, right? You just like, I can't convince myself to do it. And so I, you know, I, I don't, I dislike them. Um, but notice Jesus is not calling you to like them. He's calling you to love them, which is not a feeling. It's a way we choose to respond to them. Uh, and, and, and so, and I also think that that's really the starting place. I remember for one, one time there was somebody who had really sinned against me in a pretty profound way. And oh my goodness, I was just angry, 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 angry. And I, I felt like I, you know, because I'm, I'm a follower of Jesus, I wanted to feel affection for him. Um, and finally I realized that's actually, I'm missing the point here. And, and that would, I, I don't think that what he's kind of the way he has chosen to behave and has continued in his behavior, that that's not going to generate a kind of natural affection. That's not what's going to happen. But uh, I think as we keep reading, we get a better idea. Because remember, love is not a feeling. It's a choice. It's a way of interacting. And we get this. He says, do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Not just feel nice things towards them. Do nice things. Right? Pray for those who hurt you. And, uh, and so I remember I actually started to pray for this person's good. 
right? And at first it was just a discipline. I was having to act contrary to my feelings, but genuinely trying to pray. And in the beginning, I was able to admit to God, God, I, 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 I want to want this. I don't want this, but I know you want this. So I, I'm going to pray that you would bless this person somehow. But that's when, as I just kept wrestling with this passage, realized God's not just calling me to pray for them. God's actually calling me to bless that person, to do good things for them. And, and so out of obedience with the, you know, I just remember, so it was such a process for me uh, that I said, okay, I'm going to do that. I'm, I am, I'm going to bless them simply because this is what God does, right? We read uh, a little bit later, whereas it says, uh, we'll be like our father. Um, yeah, here it is. Uh, verse 35. Uh, you will be truly acting as children of the most high for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. Well, okay. So they, it's not that I have to think that he's like, so like, you know, saintly that he deserves this. No, 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 no. I'm going to do good for him anyway. Here's the amazing thing is I prayed for him genuinely praying that God would bless him and then decided to actually act secretly on his behalf to bless him in ways that he would never be able to trace back to me. You know, this miraculous thing happened that actually that, that enmity, that, that bitterness really started to kind of dissolve and allowed me to genuinely want good for him. I actually don't think that's what Jesus is requiring. What Jesus is requiring is that I do good for him. But the reality is that our hearts so often follow. You know, we we think that that you know our our, our feelings are sort of this immutable thing, but our our hearts will so often follow our, our decisions if we are willing to follow character rather than just follow our, our feelings. And so anyway, th I think this is the kind of the way that Jesus is calling us to act. But <clears throat> Overall, right, it, it doesn't mean you shouldn't do nice things for people who are nice to you, right? Of course, that's the assumption, but you're saying, well, everybody does that. So don't count that as some kind of like super virtue. You know, that that's just, that's the way that people get along in society. So, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. That's normal. But, but would you be willing to serve the person who won't serve you back, who can't serve you back, right? And, and so now it's an act of generosity. It's a choice to actually lose so that someone else might win. And the whole thing that Jesus is really inviting us into is this, it's just being in a different kingdom. It's, yet we're still living in this world, but we're living under the reign of God rather than the reign of this world. So we're going to obey the rules of God rather than the rules of this world. We're going to seek the rewards from God rather than the rewards from this world. It's just, it's a whole different culture. And in this culture, we actually serve people who don't deserve it. We love people. We extend mercy and, and, and grace to people. And in that, we actually, you know, we end up not only just doing things differently, we live in a different world. We experience the world differently. And I think Jesus, is, this is what she's saying in verse 37. Don't judge. Oh, goodness gracious. We should talk about this for a whole day. It's not that we're not supposed to make judgments about things, have discernment, be able to say, hey, that, that's unhealthy. I don't want to be a part of that. Jesus tells us to do that over and over and over again, right? judge the tree by its fruits, right? He compares the sheep and the wolves. Clearly, we see him calling out the Pharisees all the time. We are called to make some of these kind of, um, to, to be able to acknowledge sin and evil where it is. What really this means is actually it's it's a kind of um, rejection. It's a, a, a condemnation that is to sort of basically say, I'm done with that person. That person's hopeless. I don't care. Uh, don't 
dehumanize them in that way. Instead, you should love these people and be able to say they are ungrateful and wicked, right? Just like God does. God's able to do both. We we need to be able to do both, right? I think there's this sort of Pollyannish kind of Christianity that's just like, oh, I'm just going to not judge anyone and everybody can do their own thing. And that's that's not Christianity and that's not what Jesus is calling us to do. Jesus it's is not even It's hmm? not even loving. It's not even loving. All right, that's apathy. Uh, and so, but but then he says, um, when we judge others, when we kind of live in the world of, of mutual cancellation and condemnation, well, then we're going to end up experiencing cancellation and condemnation. My goodness, is not, not what we're seeing in our society today. And he's, do not condemn others or we'll come back against you, right? We create a culture uh, of of nitpicking, of fault finding, uh, of, uh, of, you know, finding reasons to excommunicate. And eventually that's going to come for us. We create a culture, but she's saying, if you live in this other world, then actually, you know, what you give that way that you extend grace, you will receive grace. We can live by different rules. And I think that's the thing that Jesus is calling us to do is to kind of live by this different culture. But the way that we interact with others, we ourselves are going to experience and I think that's where we get to actually determine what, you know, what, what culture are we going to live in? What, what standards are we going to be judged by? Uh, and, and Jesus is inviting us, live in this kingdom way. And it's not that you become better than other people. It's that you live in this kingdom where you're not suddenly having to be ranked against other people anymore, right? You're actually experiencing love rather than just the rewards for your, you know, outstanding performance. Well, John, would you be willing to pray to us, pray for us to that end? I would love to. Our good and gracious God, Lord, help us to appreciate truly the generosity you extend to us, the way that you pour your life out for us. Help us never forget the cross. And Lord, as we grow in gratitude for these things, may that gratitude overflow in love and mercy for others. May we become your more and more your hands and feet in this world, willing to extend the mercy you give to us, to others who do not know your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Friends, today as you go out, I pray that you would live like you are loved, that you would then experience the love of God, that other people would experience it through you. So God, please give us that gift. We pray this in Jesus' name. Friends, go in peace.